today. What a great day. Amen. Everybody is falling back. Amen. Don't keep falling back. Now stand still. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. You may be seated this morning. Amen. We want to get right into our discipleship class again this morning. Amen. We're talking from the epistle of Jude in this day. Amen. This month we're going to look at the epistle of Jude. Amen. As we have studied the other epistles of, of John. Now, before the end of the year, we might try to drop back and see if we can talk a little bit in Peter. But uh, but I think these epistles, are these letters, all the letters, all the, all the Word of God, if I can put it that way, is good. You know, everything we have need of is in the Word of God. We just got to search it out. Amen. And, and get in there and you'll find that everything you're looking for is in the Word of God. Amen. It's right there. As the old song said, look, it's in there, right in the Word of God. So, you know, and so we need to study the Word of God. We need to look at If we're going to grow in the grace and knowledge of God, then we have to study God's Word. If we're going to make disciples and be disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, we have to learn and we have to grow. Now, we've looked at John and we've looked at uh, throughout uh, uh, some of the other Letters, amen. And so I want to focus on Jude uh, this month, amen. And the book of Jude, amen. Jude starts by saying, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and the brother of James, to them which are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and call mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and to exalt you that you should earnestly contend for the faith. Amen. Praise God. We need to earnestly contend for the faith. Jude, who is credited with being the author of this epistle, began by saying that he's a servant of Jesus Christ and the brother of James to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called. If this is true, then he's the brother of James, and that would make him also the brother of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord's brother did not believe in him at first, for neither did his brother believe in him, according to John 7, 5. But after the resurrection, they became Follow us, as Acts one fourteen says, and these all continue with one accord and prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. It is possible that Jude became of his early unbelief, felt that he was not worthy to, to sign himself as brother of Jesus, so he writes, he's called himself a servant. Amen. So when we look at Jude, you might say, well, who was Jude? Well, you got to study here to a little bit to find out who Jude was, okay? When you look at the lineage or the catalog of the apostles, if you want to go to Luke chapter 6, go back to Luke chapter 6. Let's see if we can lay a little foundation here real quick so we can see who Jude really is and give you some understanding let's look at jude chapter 6 starting with uh, verse 14 i mean 13 13 and when it was day jude 6 13 and when it was day he called unto him his disciples of of and of them he chose 12 whose also he named apostles simon who he also named peter and andrew his brother 
James and John, Philip and Bartholomew, Matthew and Thomas, James, the son of Ephesus, and Simon, called Zalot, and Judas, the brother of James, and Judas Iscariot, which also was a traitor. Now notice, amen, Judas, or Jude was his name, Judas, amen, that by interpretation here that we see that he would be the brother of James. So now notice, let's go to Acts chapter 1, verse 13 real quick. Acts chapter 1, verse 13. And when they were come in, they went up into the upper room where abode both Peter and James and John and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Ephesus and Simon the Zealot and Judas the brother of of James. Amen. And these all continue with one accord in prayer with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, was there. Praise God. Now let's look over in Mark chapter 2 real quick. Get a view from Mark's eyesight. Mark chapter 2 verse 14. And as he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the receipt of custom, and he said unto him, follow me. Now notice here, he lists the, lists a lot of names of the sons of Aphaeus. Okay, so James and Judas, amen, the brother of James, as he identifies himself, would cause us to see a little bit deeper as well as is to who he really Yes. Amen. Who he really is here. Now look at Matthew chapter 13, verse 55. Matthew 13, 55. Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? And his brothers James and Jose and Simon and Judas. Amen. So as we begin to look at this, we begin to see from the apostle's standpoint who Judas or Jude really is. He's the apostle Thaddeus. If you notice when you look at the lineage line of the apostles, there's one named Thaddeus. Amen. So this would be one of Jesus' apostles as well that's writing this letter, which we call Jude, or it would be Thaddeus or Judas here. Amen. And so therefore, Jude, we will use his name, is this epistle is named after him. And so what's his purpose? Amen. What's the purpose of him writing this letter to the church? It is to warn us against immoral teachers and alarming heresies, amen, which were to endanger the faith of 
the believers. Amen. So we have already seen that John had, was always doing the same concept. Uh, notice, remember John's four purposes for writing his epistles. He says, was the one was to increase our joy or add to our joy to guard us against sin. Number three uh, was to... Uh, Teach us against false teachers, remember? And number four was to increase our faith or strengthen our faith and cause us to ensure of eternal life. So the letters are these epistles that are being written here. They're trying to give us the insight and to warn us. As born-again believers and as Christians, we need to be aware, amen, and be on the guard for anything that comes against what we have already been taught of the doctrine of Jesus Christ. Amen. We have got to make sure that we understand who we are in Christ and that we would be rooted and grounded in the Lord Jesus Christ. So Jude begins his epistle by calling himself a servant of God and the brother of James. It's as, okay, maybe they don't know me, like they know my brother James, or they don't know me as the way they know the Lord Jesus Christ. And so as a result here, he's dealing with some credibility. I'm going to tell you who I am so that you understand what I'm a part of, so that you get an understanding of what I'm about to tell you. I'm not going away from what's already been established. I'm just going to add to it so that you can understand who you are, so that you can become a better disciple of Jesus Christ. So he says, I am a servant of Jesus Christ. What does it mean to be a servant? Well, look at Isaiah 43, 10, 11 through 12. Amen. We already, amen, 43, 10, 11 through 12. We already understand that the Lord says, You are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servants whom I have chosen. Don't ever forget why you was chosen. Amen. God chose you for a purpose. And that purpose is what? That you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed and neither shall there be after me. If I'm going to call myself a servant, then I've got to know my master. i got to know who he is. i got to know what he likes, what he doesn't like. Amen. So we are the servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are called that we may know and believe. We are called to reveal. We are called to testify, to show him who's called us out of darkness unto his marvelous light. So we are, he says, I'm a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I am also the brother of James, praise God. And so we have to get this mindset that we are called to be servants. We're called to be witnesses. See, And so if I am a servant, then I've got to know. I have to prepare myself so that I am guarded against false teachers, false doctrine, and anything that tries to come against me. So he's warning us, the church, Jude says here, against immoral teachers and alarming heresies. Everything that comes against what you've already learned and know. 
immoral is violating moral principles, not conforming to patterns of conduct usually accepted or established as consistent with principles of personal and social ethics. Amen. So we have to realize this. So if the church is going to be under an attack, then we have to be ready for the attack. And so Jude here, amen, is trying to help us like the rest of the apostles to warn us against these false teachers. And we have to got to know who they are. You remember what Jesus told us in Matthew 7? He says, you shall know them by their fruit. You can pick up on false teachers by their fruit. Amen. If they are not bringing the fruit of Christ, then you can assure that they're not the real deal. Amen. You ever go, and a lot of times when my wife and I are out shopping, I see them great big strawberries like that. I tell them, that ain't the real deal. (laughs) All my life, I've never seen a strawberry that big. That's not the real deal. Somebody put something in that. (laughs) <laughs> you know, <laughs> see, so, so, and, and, and the Bible tells us that a little leaven will leaven the whole lump. See, so we, we've got to be ready. That's kind of like when Brother DeMuth was teaching last week and he was talking about true and false questions, you know. And I was sitting over there in the corner and it was like, the Lord just says, yep, that's the way it is. Either you're going to know it or you're not. That's the purpose of a true and false question. You're going to know if it's right or wrong. And one word can change the whole thing to be wrong. See, so this is what you've got to know. That's why Paul says you've got to study to show yourself approved unto God. Workmen that needed not be ashamed, rightly divide the word of truth. You've got to study this thing. Amen. Paul writing to the church in Galatians 9, chapter 2. Galatians 9, 2, Paul says, amen. And when James... No, I'm, I'm wrong. That's uh, Galatians 1, <laughs> 17. 17. <laughs> Galatians 1, 17. I'm sorry. How did I get that? I got all course here. <laughs> See, you guys better be on track. <laughs> Don't throw no stones this way. All right. <laughs> Neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me, but I went to Arabia and returned. Amen. Verse 18. And after three years, I went up to Jerusalem and see Peter and abode there 15 days. Amen. Now, let's go to the next scripture. And other apostles saw I named St. James the Lord's brother. Amen. So, and so. <laughs> Y'all done got me off track here. Amen. So, but anyhow, let me get back on track here. Amen. So, we, we got to make sure that we are guarded against these false teachers that is going to come. And so, Judah is trying to help us. He lays the foundation, as I said earlier, that he's a servant of God. 
and that he's the brother of James. And so, therefore, he says in verse 2, mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. He wants to multiply the grace of God, the mercies of God, amen, and peace and love should be radiating into our heart. He wants that. We need to realize it is of the Lord's mercy that we're not consumed. We've got to love mercy. You remember Micah 6, 8, tell us to love mercy. We've got to have peace, amen, in ourselves. And so, therefore, we need to stay with the right pattern in order to maintain things, maintain these things. Now, notice verse 3. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and to exalt you that you should earnestly contend with the faith which was first uh, once delivered to the saints of God. Amen. Now, notice the thing about false teachers a lot of times is they're going to attack your salvation. If you realize when you first came to church, what did you come to church for? To be saved. Amen. So salvation is always the issue here. It's always the key thing. Every time you try to witness to somebody, they want to know what you believe. Amen. If your belief is different than theirs, they begin to question sometimes. Amen. Well, what's different than your religion now? What's different than what you believe? So they all had, you says, a common salvation. The church had a common salvation. You can't have a salvation plan over here where you sign the card and you're saved. You can't say, I'm, I'm saved by standing here shooting a water gun on somebody's head. You can't, you know, you can't, that's not part of salvation. Amen. So we have to realize that they had a common salvation, and therefore they want to warn. Notice what Jew, it was needful to remind you, and that's what we constantly do. How many sermons do you hear me preach, and I miss Acts 2.38? Not very many, do you? Because I want to keep it into your forefront. I want to keep it into your mind. That neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given to men whereby we must be saved. Jesus Christ says, no man can come to the Father but by me. Amen. As he told Nicodemus, you must be born again of the water and the Spirit. So they had a common salvation. And this common salvation was constantly under attack. Amen. So therefore... That's why a lot of people today fall away because they're not rooted and grounded and stabled in the truth of the doctrine of Jesus Christ. We have got to have the understanding, Jude says. And so he wants to warn us that of the common salvation, to keep it to your forefront. It was needful, he says, that I should exalt you, amen, and encourage you, should I use that word, that never forget that they honestly you should continue to contend for the faith. In other words, you need to keep striving for more truth. 
You need to keep going forward in the things of God. You don't want to return. You don't want to go back. You want to stick with what you have been taught, which brought you into the knowledge and an understanding of Jesus Christ, this common salvation. So it's always going to be attacked. That's the key for Satan and his enemy is to attack what you believe. Amen. And if you are not stable, you will be shaken. You've got to know. (laughs) You know, look at Galatians chapter uh, number 3. Paul says to the church at Galatia, starting with verse 1, chapter 3, verse 1. O foolish Galatians, who have bewitched you or who have tricked you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evident, set forth, crucified among you? This only would I learn from you. Receive you the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Are you so foolish having begun in the Spirit Are you now made perfect by the flesh? Amen. That's an attack on salvation right there. That's what Paul is saying. Look, Galatians, how did you get away? Who tricked you? How could you not know? Now look at Galatians chapter 1, verse 6 through 9. Galatians chapter 1, verse 6 through verse 9. He says, I marvel. Chapter 1. Chapter Galatians 1, verse 6 through 9. Everybody there? Galatians chapter 1, chapter 1, verse 6 through verse 9. Galatians chapter 1, verse 6 through verse 9. We'll get the people on the web. Chapter 1, hun. <laughs> okay. I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another But there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we are an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you, than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so say I now again. If any man preach any other gospel unto you, than that which we have received, you have received, let him be accursed. Amen. So notice, if you remember John, when we were studying the epistle of Second John, you remember what John says. He says, if any come and bring not this doctrine, he says, don't bid him farewell and don't let him into your house. Amen. We've got to realize, notice the gospel, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 
We apply that to our lives. We repent of our sins. We're dying. We're baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And we're risen to walk in newness of life by the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. And so that's the common salvation. Amen. I was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. You was baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so therefore, when someone comes to bring some other kind of teachings and doctrine that goes against the principles of the Word of God, you need to throw up a sign and say, Whoa! Because false teachers in the last days are going to try to deceive you, try to trick you, try to change what you have been taught already. And so the warning signs here from Jude is to give us also a wake-up call, the same as you see in the other letters and in the other epistles uh, that has been written to the church. This book is written to the church. It's not written to the world. It's to bring us an understanding, to keep our minds steadfast and unmovable. Amen. So, beloved, uh, when I gave all diligence to write of you of the common salvation, I want you to earnestly contend for the truth of God's Word. You need to know it. You need to hide it. Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet. It is a light unto my pathway. The truth shall make you free. Amen. But if you get entangled with all kinds of false teachings and false doctrines, uh, amen, and think that I'm okay and you okay and everybody's going to heaven and everybody's being saved, you've been led astray. Everybody ain't going to heaven. I mean, I, every funeral I've seen to hear lately, everybody's been put in heaven. And cats and dogs and everything else is going to heaven. Uh, James says, my brethren, that ought not be. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. You know, I, I love pets and everything else, but I love people. But I, I'm here to tell you, everybody ain't going to heaven. <laughs> so we need to be aware of that. You know, and the other thing, we're not all God's people. You know, oh, we're all God's children. I don't think so. You know, and this is manifested the children of God and the children of the devil. Verse John 3. Amen. So Jude says, I'm a servant. Are you a servant? Amen. We must be servants of God. For there are certain men, verse 4, for Jude chapter uh, 1, verse 4 here, verse 4. For there are certain men crept in unaware who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying, uh, denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. That word lasciviousness there is also a word used for immoral. So they're trying to change it. They're trying to turn things around. Amen. And so we have to be careful. See, God brought us out. Amen. That's why Paul tells the church in Corinthians, Know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor idolaters, nor effeminates, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, 
shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But you've been washed. But you've been sanctified. But you've been justified by the name of the Lord God and by the Spirit of our God. Amen. So we have been brought out now. And so the attack on our salvation is always coming after us by the enemy of our soul. The name of Jesus will always be attacked. Amen. People are now telling people, oh, you don't need to be baptized to be saved. Amen. They're they're coming up with all kinds of craziness. Amen. Out there. And that's one of the fallacies that we're not careful when we're watching things online. Amen. We have to be careful. Amen. Because as a result of that, you can get to watching this one and that one and this one and that one. And before you know it, you don't even know what you believe. You know, you can see a crowd over here and you think, oh, man, this guy's all saved there. Wow, God is moving there. You know, I, I can play some music and make you dance too. You know, I can come up and tell you to say, buy a car and, and sell your car and buy Yamaha 50 times too. You know, you have to be careful. Amen. This salvation is always going to be attacked by the enemy. Remember what Satan came up to Eve. He just says, have God said? He got her to think. You know, have God said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? She said, oh, we can eat of every tree, you know. But the tree in the midst of the garden, God said, we should not eat. Oh, God knows that you, you're not going to die. You know? How many times have you had somebody since you've been saved coming, oh, you don't have to do all that to be saved? That's attacking on your salvation when they come and tell you that. Amen. Do you not know that God knew where you were? I tell people all the time, if I would have been in truth, God would have left me in he knew where I was. He knew the church I was going to. He knew what I was doing. So if I was in the right place, he'd have left me there. But he brought me out, and he brought me to this. And so if God brought me to this, this is must be where I'm supposed to be. You know, and believe me, my eyes have been opened. I've been brought out of darkness to the marvelous light. Amen. And the truth has made me free. Praise God. When everything else failed, amen, God, as Paul said there in Ephesians, but God, amen, who's rich in his great mercy and his great love wherein he loved us, who was dead in his trespasses and sin, has quickened us together. By grace are you saved. And not a word. It's the gift of God. God brought me out. Amen. And brought me to this marvelous light. And so I know that my salvation now is going to be under attack. Amen. And so therefore I have to build my wall of protection around me with the word of God. As Paul tells me in Ephesians 6, I've got to put on the whole 
armor of God that I am able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Why? Because we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. You're wrestling against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. You've got to get your loins skirted about with truth. You've got to get on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You've got to take the shield of faith and the help of salvation. I'm the sword of the Spirit. Amen. You've got to prove your armor. So Jude says here, they were certain men that has crept in unaware who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. Ungodly men turning the grace of God into lasciviousness and denying the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. They're denying Him. People are denying Christ. How are you going to make it to heaven denying the only way to get to heaven? Amen. You remember what the Lord asked Peter three times there in John 21. Simon, do you love me? You know, we we got to have a love. Amen. So notice what Jude is saying here. He says, I want your mercy to be multiplied. I want your peace to be multiplied. And I want your love to be multiplied. Amen. You've got to realize what God has given you here. You've got to realize what you've got. You've got a treasure chest. Amen. With everything in it that you ever need. And the enemy is going to do his very best to steal it. To take it away from you. He don't want you to understand the mercy of God. He don't want you to understand what God has done for you. Amen. And how he's delivered you and set you free. Amen. He don't want you to have peace in your life. You lose your salvation. Yes, you can lose your salvation. Amen. There's not once saved, always saved. You're not. Amen. There's always going to be the devil trying to get you off track before you get to heaven. Amen. You can be on your damn bed and he's going to come and try to get you off. <laughs> you know, you, you've got to stand fast in the liberty wherein Christ has made you free and be not entangled again with the yokes of bondage. Amen. So you want to, your grace to be, your mercies to be multiplied. It is of the Lord's mercy we are not consumed. How much peace do you have? Is it added? Amen. Multiplied. You know, you know why we multiply, right? It doubles. <laughs> and the more you multiply the number over and over and over and over, guess what? The more you have. So it's the same way here in the church. He wants your mercy to be multiplied so that you have a whole lot to give to somebody else. He wants you to have a whole lot of peace. So that you have enough to give to somebody else. He wants you to have enough love so you're able to give something to somebody else. Amen. Because when people start coming against you and people start backsliding and people are going to need to get back, you know what? You're going to need a whole lot of mercy. You're going to need a whole lot of peace. And you're going to need a whole lot of love. Amen. To be able to give it. See? And so you need to make sure that it's being multiplied continuously in your heart. Amen. We got a common salvation. Jesus Christ, the righteous. 
Amen. So we can't deny him. What did Paul say in 2 Timothy? You deny him, he's going to deny you. Amen. So we want to make sure that we stick with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's just a little lay down there, a little intro for this lesson we're going to look at. Amen. This month and hopefully we can get in through this and and accomplish what God is desiring us to accomplish to help us to grow in the things of God. Father, we praise you. We exalt you again this morning, Lord Jesus. We thank you again for your word thus far. I pray for your people, God, that you will continue to touch and strengthen them in every place, God. Open our understanding and strengthen us with grace, love, mercy, peace, and power. And we will love you forever and ever in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's take a short break. We'll see you at 1030.